0: This is the La Brea Purvea, and I am your purveyor, Pete Phillips. This podcast focuses on the NBC show La Brea and all things related, no matter how loosely. We are recapping season one as we build up to the new season premiere, which will happen in November. My name is Pete Phillips. I am a La Brea fan and a podcast co-host of Y'all Heard. That is the end of my qualifications to host this podcast, so please be gentle. Thank you. The show stars Natalie Z, whose previous credits run deep. All the way back to her days on NBC's own Passions. A soap opera that was wild. I had a college girlfriend who loved to watch the show. That's the only time I ever saw it. But it had all sorts of crazy things. Like a Mexican drug cartel. A talking doll. uh, People going to heaven. People coming back from the dead. Witches, warlocks, hell portals, and much more. La Brea hasn't gotten that crazy yet. But it has gotten pretty crazy. As we will see as episodes unfold in the first 10-episode season. Because, for me anyway, the pilot has enough to go around. Episode recap. 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 Episode 1 starts in Los Angeles, so of course it starts with traffic. (laughs) We meet most of the Harris family. Mom, Eve, put a pin in that name... (laughs) son, Josh, who's applying to college, and daughter, Izzy. Josh asks if his sister is multi or single axis. The screen shows that her leg is amputated below the knee. So we learn that the daughter is missing part of her leg, but we don't really get an understanding of what single axis or multi-axis really means. When you hear that sound, it means I'm gonna try to give you some extra information about something that was mentioned in the show. Multi-axle feet feature articulated joints, which allow for a rocking motion of the foot from heel to toe, as well as from side to side. In addition, the foot may exhibit other motions, like the ability to twist or rotate, about the longitudinal axis of the shin. If you were going to do the twist, you would need a multi-axle foot. A single articulated joint set at ankle height is a unique design feature to the single axis foot. The joint allows the toe to raise and lower in relation to the shin. The amount of movement is determined by rubber bumpers within the ankle unit. So if you think of the Olympics and that guy that they called Blade Runner who ended up killing his wife, um, he would have. we could kind of qualify that as a single axis foot. I don't know that one is necessarily better than the other, but I do know that single-axis serves Izzy pretty well, because very soon into the show, she is running like crazy. And that's because the ground started cracking, and a poor traffic cop disappears into the ground. And she will not be seen again, which I think is tragic, because I think we all love to see videos of dancing traffic cops. And it would have been nice if she did dance, even though she wasn't. Um, And it makes me want her to live, just because she's a traffic cop as chaos breaks out josh helps a little girl who lost her mom so he gets a little left behind and he eventually falls into a hole and then eve also falls into the hole that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and swallowing up people cars buildings everything but eve doesn't fall in before izzy tries to save her and is holding onto her arm trying to pull her to the surface we need Izzy to feel some guilt after all, so we do have a classic cliff scene. All of this is the pitch for the show. A big hole happens, swallows up people, buildings, and no one knows how deep the hole is or if anybody survived. After a commercial, we meet Gavin Harris, who is a pilot who's trying to get back into a military position. But he sounds unreliable because he sees things. He's stopped admitting that he sees things so he hopes that he can get back to work, but I feel like he still sees things, and we find out that that's true. Gavin also is the father of Izzy, the surviving daughter, and he gets a call from her. Despite the ever-present traffic issues that exist in Los Angeles, he is with her immediately. Then the fun begins. Giant prehistoric birds fly out of the hole. Damn, that's crazy. Eve wakes up too. She's not dead. She's in some sprawling landscape with no people or buildings or tar pits or anything. The only thing that she drops when she falls out of the sky is her wedding ring, which is kind of weird because it makes her look single. And also, she doesn't wear it on her hand, she wears it on a necklace. So maybe that's how she lost it. Anyway, she stumbles upon a black man with a gun while she is trying to find her son. Put a pin in that too because he'll be back a little bit later. She runs away from him after she sees smoke because you know what they say. Where there's smoke, there's Josh. <laughs> anyway, once they're reunited, they are as happy as can be given the circumstances that they find themselves in. We meet more characters, but none stand out more than young woman Riley, her dad Sam, who is a doctor and former Navy SEAL, Scott is Ronnie, and the suspicious Mary Beth who hoards protein bars. And while they're out looking for food to pile up in the camp so that they could sort sort of ration the things that they have, Riley and Scott find a trunk full of heroin, which is an amazingly unnecessary drama point. And then wolves attack. They take a chunk out of Josh. And I'm okay with this, because I don't trust Josh's. <laughs> Are you freaking joshing me, dude? But Mom Eve, she cannot let this stand. So she hits a wolf with a rock like a badass and then one guy gets killed by another wolf and SEAL Team Sam shoots another one before they run away. They being the wolves run away. In the meantime, outside of the hole, Gavin has a vision. I told you he was having visions that his wife and son are, well, that they're exactly where they are. He sees them there and the military sends a drone down into the hole, but they lose the signal and it crashes in the same place that the survivors are. The surface is kind of dull at this point, so we'll catch up with them a little bit later. But Josh, of course, having been attacked by a wolf, is in pain, and he needs some drugs. Can you get prehistoric tetanus? I'm not really sure. But Eve won't wait to find out, so she sets off with Sam to find the ambulance that also fell through the hole. On the walk to the ambulance, she finds the black guy with a gun again, and this time he's going to kill himself. But for some reason sam and eve don't want him to i mean i get it but it's one more mouth to feed and he wants to kill himself so i don't know i guess it's noble that they stop him and i do get to like his character as the show goes on but luckily they did stop him because he seems to know where the ambulance is so he leads them there where they load up on supplies as gavin's visions continue izzy his daughter grinds him down emotionally She seems to have accepted that everybody's dead and is ready to move on. But different things keep happening that support his visions, like a photo that he finds of him and Eve at this big boulder with a claw or handprint on it, which we also saw where Eve woke up in the hole. That night, he goes out and finds the boulder where they took the picture, and he starts digging, and everybody's like, Yo, crazy, you need to chill out. Except, again, reality is supporting his visions because he finds none other than Eve's ring. Whoa. It was well-preserved fossil that no one seemed to find before, even though it's a diamond ring. Anyway, protein bar hoarder Mary Beth shoots a flare into the night sky and shouts for help to no one, except that mysterious prehistoric bearded man who seems to be living in a cave or something. He's very ominous, but we only get a glimpse of him. And as Eve connects that the Hollywood Hills on an ambulance look just like the Hills in the distance. Eve? What's going on? Those are Hollywood Hills. And so are those. They're the same. I think we're still in Los Angeles. How is that possible? A tiger comes after them. What will they do? We'll have to tune in next week to find out. What just happened? So, what are we to glean from the first episode of La Brea? There are a lot of questions and lots of stuff to have fun with. I love the show already because it's insanely over the top. I'd like to say that the prehistoric birds put it over the top. But then they just kept upping the ante, all the way to a trunk full of heroin in prehistoric dinosaur times. (laughs) I love Natalie Z from her work on TBS's The Detour, which everyone should watch because her comedy is wonderful. So I'm happy to see her here. I think that The Detour is still on Hulu, so check that out. I love that we have all these prehistoric animals that are coming out of the woodwork, like saber-toothed tigers and big wolves and stuff like that. A big building fell in the hole, But big building didn't really seem to affect the place where they were landing, you know? So it's like a skyscraper. That's a lot of rubble. I want to know where it went. Spoiler alert, I'm not going to find that out. So now we're left wondering, did they fall back in time? Based on the animals and the wedding ring, it seems like a yes. But it's a time that keeps evolving. And what is that handprint on the rock all about? Does the military have any idea what's going on? And if so, like... Tell us what's going on. Having seen the series already, I'm very excited to explore all of the answers with you, even the parts that don't have answers. If you're wondering about the title of the show, it refers to the La Brea Tar Pits in California, right? I mean, the incident does go down by the tar pits, but La Brea is a word that can mean tar, but it can also mean pitch, not the pitch of a ball or the pitch of an idea. It's the amount of slope like a hole in the ground, has a very steep pitch, meaning that you could fall in there very easily and it probably wouldn't feel very good. Not like what we think of when we think of falling down a hill, for example. The La Brea Tar Pits themselves are in Hancock Park, Rancho La Brea, in Los Angeles, California. The area was the site of pitch springs oozing crude oil that was used by local Indians for waterproofing. The tar pits are thick, sticky pools of viscous asphalt, which is the lowest grade of crude oil. ...and it has oozed to the surface from a large petroleum reservoir. They have yielded fossilized skulls and bones of trapped prehistoric animals... ...as well as at least one partial human skeleton and many human artifacts. And that is all according to Britannica. In the Media Reviews... Corresponding with the release of this first episode... La Brea is actually premiering in the UK... And so just to give you an idea of why I love this show, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the review from The Guardian. La Brea Review. This sinkhole drama is gloriously, brazenly bad, period. I love it. An instantly annoying family fall into a sinkhole and find themselves trapped in prehistoric times with saber-toothed tigers after them. To say the plot is by the numbers is to slander numbers. (laughs) At the end of the review, the critic goes on to say, To be clear, it's appalling. I loved it and am here for as many episodes as the makers are prepared to cobble together. I suspect that it gets no better and that there is every chance that it will get substantially worse. Here for it. La Brea. And she's wrong. (laughs) It gets better and worse at the same time. So I hope to bring you more information about La Brea. And the peripheral things regarding La as we move through the show. And I hope to also have a couple of guests as we move through the season because it's 10 episodes. And this podcast will probably have some infrequency as we move through those 10 episodes. So don't get ahead of me, everybody. This is a labor of love, but if you want to subscribe to get all the episodes as they continue, you can at patreon.com slash y'all heard and give a couple of bucks, or you could give a couple bucks once when I'm done, and then you can just save all the episodes and listen to them.